lights, camera, announcements. Come on, that was funny. Give it a laugh. Come on. Yeah, that's it's time for announcements. You know what that means? I tell you what's going on. There are a couple things happening here at the church. This Friday, March 11th at 6:30, we have another movie night. It's a family movie night. It's a free event this time. It's Clifford the Big Red Dog. He's one of my favorite childhood characters. Uh, the thought of some giant dog who's red is just kind of funny, you know, destroying cities, but happy and lovable too. So anyway, it's this Friday, 6:30, free movie, free popcorn. Don't want to miss it. Also, next Wednesday, that's March 16th at 6:30, uh we will be doing our night watch event. That's a great night. We uh we do some acoustic simple worship and uh we'll have some ministry time. So it's you know, that's a great time to receive prayer. Uh there's some intercessory prayer, worship ministry, night watch. Wednesday, 6:30. It's March 16th, not this Wednesday, but following Wednesday. Get that right, okay? Me, get it right. Talking to me, talking to you. March 16th, 6:30, night watch. Don't miss it. Keep downloading the app. It has all the accurate information about small groups, upcoming events, has the services. You can go back and watch them there, fill in notes. Uh there's some other bonuses on the app as well. Check them out. And without further ado, let's get ready for church. Woo! Welcome to those of you joining us online. We're getting ready to go. Uh worship has been great already this morning. Now that you're here, it'll be even better. Then we'll be in Hebrews 10:25 together. So get your Bibles, get ready. We're talking about being encouragers and being encouraged. So uh get comfy. Here we go. Woo! Good morning, everybody. Oh, you guys sound really awake. Nice. You must have got your coffee extra early this morning. Yeah. Although it's not like totally frowned upon, we're glad when you're not sleeping. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to go anywhere near that. But yeah, I- I'm saying it's it's okay if you need to. I, mean, I understand. I but glad that you're awake. Having someone sleep through your music. Cuz it's so nice. You know, I like telling them to stand up. That's so, true. we'll just agree to disagree yeah. there. I guess that's yeah, why we're married. We compliment each other well. I, I'm a worship leader. It's like, yeah, you know. Okay. All right. Fine. Well, anyways, glad you guys are here. Hope you're enjoying the coffee. I'm going to get some after worship. Um <laughs> we are so glad that you chose to join us. Looking forward to spending time with you. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do in case you didn't know. Uh we're going to start things off with communion and in just a moment, Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that. After communion we'll have our time of worship and we've had just a really wonderful worship time this weekend. Thus far, we've got a new song, we've got a new friend playing with us and so we're looking forward to spending that time with you. Yay, Carol. You got an applause. That's special. You did. Huh. Yay. Um after worship, Pastor Georgina will come up and any kids who can, would like to join her can learn a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them off to Sunday school and then we'll have our time in the word with Pastor Steve. We are in Encourager Part 10 today. And I'm like Ted, this has been a very fast series. I feel like it. Psh, yeah. <sighs> wow. Man. <clears throat> Anyways, it's been a good series. I've been enjoying it. Hope you're enjoying it. Before we get into any of that. It is your birthday month, speaking of. But yeah, that's a few weeks. Yeah. Thanks, hon. Yeah. Yeah. Well. All right, let's pray. Yes. Focus- I wasn't that. I was trying to turn the focus <laughs> off of me. But yeah, let's think about Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's pray. <laughs> Holy Spirit, would you come? We welcome your presence this morning, Papa, joyfully. 
and with thanksgiving and with eagerness. We can't wait to see what you're going to do in us this morning, Papa. As we set aside all our busyness and all the noise, would you ready our ears to hear and soften our hearts to receive and understand? We love you, Papa. We want to be a piece of your overlap. We want to be a part of your heaven, touching each person around us as we're here on the earth. So empower us, Papa God. Fill us with your love and with your hope. Help us to draw closer to you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Lord Jesus Christ, who for our sake fasted 40 days and 40 nights, Give us grace to discipline ourselves that we may always obey your will in living by doing the next right thing to the honor and glory of your name. Who live and reign with Father and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Chaplain Doug. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup, was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here this morning, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter into our time of worship now, and I'd encourage us all to sing out and to lift our voices as we elevate Jesus in our midst. This is one we should know. You guys are welcome to sit. Stand if you're able. How great thou art. Stop. 
ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open for you. Receive a fresh touch right now. A fresh feeling. You promised, you said it, you'll do it. You promised to pour out your spirit on all flesh. Our sons and daughters will prophesy. Our old men will dream dreams, you promised. Every dry heart, every broken heart, a fresh touch. Right here, right now. Right here, right now, like a river. Like a river. Receive.
never stop. You never stop. Even when I don't see it, you work Even when I don't feel it, you work You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. presence, I'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us, God. Use those words to stir our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kiddos your wonderful love for them, oh God. We love you so much. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. (laughs) And amen and amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning, boys and girls. So good to see you. Hi. Hello. How are you? Love that dress. Okay, so we are going to hear a story from the Bible, from the book of Joshua, right? And remember that all the stories in the Bible are true, right? So we are learning about when God's people were getting ready to go to the land that God had promised 
Abraham that his family will live in, right? And Moses, who was the leader that took the Israelites, that God helped to take them out of Egypt, right? Because there were slaves in Egypt. He died. So then God had Joshua become the leader of the Israelites, right? So he told them, Joshua, I, hello. How are you? So Joshua, um, God God told Joshua that not to be afraid, that just like he was there for Moses, making him strong and giving him courage to do the things that he needed to do, God would be with Joshua too. Very important things. He told them, listen, read, remember, and obey everything that Moses taught you, right? And everything written in the book of instructions, he told them, right? And again, he told them, on our, and this is our Bible verse, Joshua 1.9. He said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. And guess what, guys? That promise is for us, too, for you, too. So no matter where your little feet take you, God is with you, okay? You are never, ever alone. He is always with you. Raise your hand if you think, that is so awesome. Thank you, Lord, for always being with me. Yes, awesome. Good job, guys. Yes. So Joshua told the people, guys, we got to get ready. We're going to cross the Jordan River into the promised land. God gave it to us, and he, because he keeps keeps his promises, right? He had promised, and God is keeping his promise to the people of Israel. Excellent. Okay, you guys ready to say that Bible verse with me? Okay, so everybody repeat after me, okay? Joshua 1, 9. Joshua 1, 9. Good job. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Excellent job. So good. Okay, so now we get stickers, right? Because God rewards those who seek him. That makes them so happy. Yes, good job. There you go. And then after we get all the stickers passed out, we're going to pray, okay? Here you go. You guys ready to pray? Oh, nice Bible. There you go, Tyler. Do you want a sticker, big guy? There we go. Okay. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Ready, everyone? One, two, three. Father in heaven, we are so grateful, Lord God, that there's nowhere that we can go where you don't follow us, Father. Remind us every step of the way, Lord God, to be strong and courageous, Lord God, because you are with us. In Jesus' name, what do we say? Amen. 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 Awesome. Amen. Good job. Have fun, kids.
Welcome to the vineyard. Welcome to those of you joining us online. So glad to have you with us on the... I think it's a nice day. I haven't been outside since 7. But looked nice when I pulled in. Uh, we're glad you're with us today. If you're a first-time guest or visitor, that code that just popped up on the screen is for you. If you were to point your smart device at it with a camera on, a link would pop on your phone that would take you to our digital connect card. That would ask for your name and your phone number and your email address. If you give us that information, which we would like to have, it will send you texts and emails over the next five or six weeks. It's just part of the deal. So know that there's a correlation between those two things. We also have a gift for you if you're a first-time guest back at Guest Services. If you didn't get one on the way in, stop by on your way out, and uh, you can pick up one then. I have been asking you for months and months to pray for your neighbors, something I want you to do all during the week individually. Just as you walk by their houses, ask God to touch and bless them. And then corporately, we are praying for them as well when we gather. So if you would, take a moment, think about some of your neighbors, and then let's go to Papa. Lord, uh, we pray for our neighbors, God. We ask that you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways. And God, that you would draw those who don't know you into relationship with you. Help us to be good neighbors, God. Help us to love our neighbors well. Bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. And Papa, we pray for all those in the Ukraine right now, God. Just be with them, comfort them, watch over them. Lots of churches there, God. Bless them and let them know that you're with them, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay. Oh, uh, Grief Share. Great ministry starting back up tonight at 6. Dr. Lily and uh, Jack lead that. If you're dealing with loss of any type, it's a great meeting. They meet once a week. They start back up. Also, I started three or four weeks ago sending out a weekly email on Saturday morning that kind of prepares you for the message. And uh, people that are getting it tell me they like it. If you haven't been receiving it, Here's two things. One, check your spam folder. They may be laying in there, all right? And then unspam them. Or if you're not getting them, maybe I don't have your email address, uh, go on the app or on the website and subscribe. And then you'll start to get them, and they come out every Saturday. And I think they're just good to read before you come for the weekend. One more offering is going on. Uh, We do that once a year. We just ask you to pray about, there's a four-minute video I ask you to watch, four and a half minutes, and then pray about things that we would like to do over the next year. These are just projects we would like to do, all right? It's not our budget. It's none of those things. It's just these are things that we have on our heart that we would like to do. Sometimes people ask, well, there's, in, there's not for like missions or anything in there. Missions are something that we do out of our regular operating, what's coming in every week. And if you're ever wondering what that looks like on the app or on the website, there's a thing that says missions or ministries we support. And there's a pretty big group of them because you're a very generous church. And we bless lots of people all over the world. And that's a neat thing to be a part of. So having said all of that, We are in a series called Encourager. This is week 10. Uh, We're making pretty good progress. I think we'll be done after six more. And uh, I was going to go, but that's okay, longer, but we're going to shorten it. um, It's so important 
this, this idea of being encouragers. Because the world is so discouraged. Our enemy is a discourager, takes courage away from people. But Holy Spirit, his, his role, his name means, it's paraclete. It's one of those things that he's known by. And, and that means to come alongside in comfort. It's translated encourage. And because it's his role, it needs to be our ministry. We take that on. And we encourage. We put courage into people. Courage to love God and to follow God and to trust God. That's what this is all about. It's desperately needed in the world around us. We'll be in verse 25 of Hebrews chapter 10 today. And then at the end I'll talk about we're going to make a shift into another passage to finish up this series. But that's where we're going. Looking forward to that. I do have some bad jokes. Last night I forgot the bad jokes momentarily and had moved into the scripture reading and there was like panic in the crowd. People were staring at me and making motions. (laughs) I just, I got them out of order. To the guy who invented zero, thanks for nothing. Friday night I got a text very late at night it was like 8.15 and uh, so I wasn't pleased and it was from Pastor Billy who was in a different time zone and uh, this is what he texted I lost my mood ring and I don't know how to feel about it so I texted back what do you use to cut a Roman emperor's hair Caesars. Thank you very much. Alice, my love. <laughs> Pray for us. Pray for me. Definitely do them. I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What a good morning already. Worship was outstanding, and I I just got to share. I had this um. Picture, we sang the goodness of God, Kara beautifully brought that to us. And his goodness is running after us our whole lives. Yeah, well, some of us got caught today by his goodness. So if that's for you, live in it. Let's pray today, shall we, before we read the word? Papa, you are so good. We love your presence, Lord. We long for your presence. We are desperate for you. Mm, Father, Open our hearts, open our minds, open our eyes and our ears as we dive deep into your word. Let no one leave here today not feeling encouraged and loved by you and those around them. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? This is our scripture that we've been in for six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks, ten weeks, ten weeks. I'm not good with math. Hebrews... Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love 
and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Y'all can be seated. So we're going to be hanging around in verse 25 today. And, you know, part of what I'm trying to do in this series is encouraging you to sort of meditate on the Word of God, to take a passage or a chapter or verse and just hang out there and ask Holy Spirit to, you know, illuminate things to you and take you into bigger stories. And actually the... the, the writer of Hebrews does an amazing job in that throughout the, the letter, he's, he sort of hyperlinks to stories in the Old Testament, which allow us to, to get a bigger picture and, and understand what's going on. And we've spent some time really digging through what that means. And we're going we're gonna to look and, and finish up the Hebrews passage today with verse 25. But remember as, as we dig in uh, that the first three, 19, 20, 21, are all about things that Jesus has done so that we can hang out in the heaven-earth overlap with him. That we can hang out in the true tabernacle, the, the heaven-and-earth connection point, uh, that, that he's done these things. And the writer says, since Jesus has done these things, two things, then there are five things how, in the way that we should respond on this journey. And we've looked at three of the, the let us's uh, that I've been talking about. Today there's two more. Let us as we need to talk about. Let us not give up meeting together uh, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So we're going to start here in a second by, uh, by popping into that idea and the idea of not uh, giving up meeting together. But before I launch in there, I want to do a little caveat because I think this is important. So um, two years now, right? COVID, didn't COVID kick in this March two years ago? And let me just say this too. Two, everything was so up in the air two years ago. I am so happy to see people here. It's, yes, God, yeah. So, it's important. But there, there's, there was a shift, and it's, it's hear me out, it's a good shift. Uh, a lot of people, we're watching online, which was a good thing. It was a great way for the church to stay connected and watch. And there's still a lot of people that are watching online. And I think that's excellent. I think that it's viable, that it's, uh, that, that God's going to use that in a great way, that it's going to help a lot of people stay connected, maybe where they weren't connected before. But I, I do have, um, a couple of encouraging words, exhortations, if you are watching online, that I think will, will make it so that you are still meeting together. And so these are the things. Uh, if you're watching online, don't multitask when you watch. A lot of you are going, oh yeah, Because hmm. I don't know about you, but when I get online, I am usually doing more than one thing. I got several things going on, and it's it's kind of easy to well we'll put this on over here and we'll listen, but we'll be playing solitaire <laughs> or whatever the game is you play, and that's really not the idea we're behind. And so my encouragement would be if you're watching online, we love having you online, and we're blessed. We have so many people watch us online, and you're you're a part, and and we can tell that you're watching with us. But engage, stay engaged during the music, sing out loud. 
if that feels weird in your house, get used to it. If that's how you're going to do it, then do it all in. Sing out loud and open the windows, let your neighbors hear. Uh, stand up and sing if you, if you, you know, whatever you, whatever it looks like. When we're reading scripture, when we're talking about, get your Bibles, open up, follow along, stay engaged. I have a friend who we were out to dinner the other day and he said to his church, that he's got these families who love meeting online because they all live in different places of the country and they all tune into the same service at the same time and they watch it together and they text about what's happening. That's being connected. That's an important deal. Do that or text other people online if you're online. Or maybe you, maybe every now and again you could think about if you, that's your primary thing you're watching online, invite your neighbors over to watch. Hey, come over, have breakfast. We're going to watch church. You don't have to do that every week because I know you don't want to get out of your jammies every week, but every now and again. Uh, and just because that, that fellowship piece is important. Get, you need to be fellowshipping somewhere. If you've got family, you're fellowshipping. If you've got friends, you're fellowshipping. All is good. But, but just be thinking about that. My, my concern would be that you make a substitute for church um, by watching online, and then you're watching it five minutes and calling it church. It's just not. Stay engaged, hang in there, do the whole thing, mean it when you do it. That's definitely connection, and that's great. Do that, okay? And uh, we appreciate, like I said, we got a lot of friends that are with us and hang with us, and we love you guys, and you're staying connected. But be careful that over time it doesn't become something else. And, and so don't want to do that. All right. So I wanted to say that before I talk about, because the writer of Hebrews is going to encourage people to continue to meet together. He said, listen, and, and because of everything that Jesus has done for us, and be, because of all that he's moving in our lives, and that in order to encourage others, we need to be encouraged, we need to make sure that we are hanging out together. We, we need to connect, because there's a lot of things that happen in that. So let's talk about that. Last week, uh, one of the things I said was, it's, it's not all about me. Remember saying that that's an important thing for us to grasp? It's not all about me. And the way I always think of that is that this is his story. He's the center of the story, the noun of the story. He invites us into that story. We matter. We count. Uh, but we're adjectives that, that we live to describe Jesus in effect. And when we do that, that's where we experience life. Our tendency, though, is to try and insert ourselves into the center of the story. And and life doesn't work there. That messes life up. And that's really, to me, that's a a trust issue. Is that whenever we force ourselves into the center of the story, it's because we don't really trust God to do what He says He's going to do. And to take care of us and to bless us and that life is found there. And that's at the heart of basically every story that you read through the scripture is that instead of people trusting in and listening to and waiting for God, they see what they want and they do whatever they need to in order to get what they want. And that's a big problem. Back, you can, it's the first problem, right? That we have in the garden. Remember, God in his faithfulness, he creates uh, the planet because he wants to hang out with us. It's the heart of God. He wants to dwell with us. And then Eden, he developed, Eden is perfect and he puts us in Eden. He creates us in his image. Uh, and he, we're, we're the royal priesthood. Uh, the priesthood part's going to reflect the image of God into the world and then the praises of the world back to God. And the royal part is he gives us authority to partner with him and go and make the rest of the planet, which is good, but not perfect like Eden, like Eden. And we're just going to hang. It's going to be awesome. 
And, and God has provided. When you read, every, everything's provided. At this point in time, you don't, everything is just there for you when you need it. If you need food, it's just there. You go and grab it. It's, it's done. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it. It's just the goodness and the blessing of God. But he does say, listen, but there's one tree. I know that tree looks good, but it's not, and you need to trust me on that. And, and people, things that we do, we, we, we get this all about God, and yet we see something, and then the enemy takes it, and goes, but, but that looks like a blessing. I'll just take it. And everything falls apart. It's because they don't and didn't trust God. And the result is catastrophic, and as it is in our lives. And you can see that pattern in story after story, and you can see it in yourself. How do you, how do you, how do you end up in a mess? You want something, and you go after it, and you don't care what happens, or anybody that gets in your way doesn't matter. That's sin. But if we trust God and wait, that's the, the good thing is supposed to happen. All right, so it's just not all about me. And that's true when it comes to the church. It's, it's bigger than just us, but we're created to be a part of what God has called his family. Remember, brothers and sisters, we did a whole family thing. This is the family of God. It's, it's in us. So in Christ, Paul says, uh, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So the church, this, our group, not this building, us, we're the church, needs what you bring and add to the group. It needs your, your talents and, and your time and your prayers and your energy and your encouragement and, and just your, your presence. All of those things are important in the body so that the church needs you. And that's one of the reasons that we stay connected. The church needs us. Paul was telling the people, these persecuted folks, get together because you need one another on this journey. But as I always say when I say it's not all about me, it is some about me, and there's both good and bad in that. And in the some about me part, when it comes to church, I think we have to look at it this way. Because sometimes if we don't feel like hanging out with the church, it may be because we're walking a little different path than we should be. And, and so things begin to change. So, and I get it because... Be, I want to be careful I say this. Not you, but sometimes people in church can be difficult. <laughs> and sometimes we might find ourselves sort of pulling away. And, and we need to look at what's going on when that happens. I, I'll give you two quick illustrations. One, I'm going to use my friends in law enforcement. And... Uh, and <sighs> You know, if you're in a bad situation, if bad things are happening, if you're, you know, something's not going well and law enforcement shows up, that's a good thing. You're pretty happy about that. Oh, good. Thank goodness. I'm going to, it's going to be okay. But if you're doing something you shouldn't ought to be doing and law enforcement shows up, you have a whole different way about feeling about that. I, I remember. Don't ask me why, but I remember. Did law enforcement change in that story? What changed? You, what you were doing, what was going on with you. Changes the entire story. I had the same illustration I thought of with tow truck drivers, tow truck drivers. If you're broken down on the side of the road and a tow truck driver comes with a tow truck and tows you so you can get fixed, that's a good thing. However, if you've parked in a spot you're not supposed to park and you go back and your car is gone, that same tow truck driver is no longer your friend. 
And you find out very quickly, they only deal in cash and lots of it. <laughs> what changed? Did the tow truck driver change? All that changed is what you were doing. Church is the same way. When you're, when you're, none of us walk this perfectly. When you're working and trying and moving toward, the church is a place that encourages you and, 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 and prays for you and you go in and encourage others and you pray for others and you belong and it's so important and, and that's the church. But if you start walking maybe in ways that you shouldn't, all of a sudden that very same church is a, is a nosy bunch of busybodies who are trying to get all up in my business. What changed? Just you. So, so we need to be aware of this. This is one of the reasons why it's so important that we gather together. If we walk, First John, in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. See, we need to be connected. We need to walk together. The fruit of the Spirit, I mentioned this last week briefly, but because I was talking about joy. The fruit of the Spirit is developed by the Spirit in us, but it's worked out in relationship. So you, the whole, all of the fruit, which is, this is so important in the kingdom of God. You think that's what Holy Spirit is producing in the kingdom. It has tremendous value. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. But if you think about it, none of those things can fully be fully developed without relationship. It's really to be patient if you're not having to deal with somebody else. Right? It's a whole different thing. But throw somebody else in the mix and all of a sudden, boop. It's pretty easy to be at peace. You get the idea? But it's developed fully in the context of relationships. So we need one another in order to grow in this thing, in order to become the disciples that we're called to be. All those things are happening, and we need to make sure that we continue to press in on this journey to love that way. So that we can encourage one another. This is the last of the five lettuces. Let us encourage one another. And, you know, this is the heart of this message. And we've gone over this already, but we're, we're tying up the end of this passage to put courage into people. And here's something to think about. See, encouraging people are good to be around. So I want you to think about people that you really enjoy being around. They're generally, they're very encouraging. Think about people maybe you don't like being around. And one of the things that they tend to bring into the party is discouragement. They're just always bleh. <laughs> and it, so, so what do you want to be? Here, here's a great self-test. Because you, you can, well, I'm a, an encouraging person. Ask two or three of your closest friends. <laughs> Am I an encouraging person? You should sit down before they answer. And if you're not, you should probably shift a little because that's what we're called to be. We're called to be encouragers in this world. And the world needs... Listen, we live in this fearful, grumpy world. And it's, it just seems to get worse and worse and worse as years go by. I've been talking about this for years. And one of the big reasons is the constant bombardment of bad news that is everywhere. And it's not... It's, so at some point, it, it got to the point where just telling you bad news wasn't enough. They had to bring experts in to spin it and make it worse. All designed to keep you hooked in so that you can't leave, so that they can bring more experts to tell you how bad... If you thought that was bad, wait till our next three experts come up, and they'll really frighten you. And you'll never leave the front of your television bombarded. It, and what that's... It's eroded us to this, this place, and... Uh, 
I, the outcome, I think, is it's made us all Eeyores. Do you know, if you, you know what an Eeyore is? If not, go watch Winnie the Pooh real quick. Or ask your kid. Eeyore. Eeyore was like, I love Eeyore. We're all doomed. It's a quick aside. My, I have seven grandkids. I have great-grandchildren. We're blessed. They're all amazing gifts, and they all have great talents in all different ways. Two of them are quite musical, and uh, a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. And uh, this week, um, they wrote songs, because they're very musical already. And they also have a dad and an uncle who have access to studio time, if you would, and, and play instruments and can do all kinds of things for their songs. And so one of them wrote a song this week uh, that's called Pretzels Are Doomed. <laughs> and they sent it to me and I'm trying to figure it out because the lyrics, they're, they're fairly simple lyrics, but pretzels are doomed, Cheerios are doomed, Oreos are doomed, McDonald's is doomed. It changes. And I'm like, what, why is everything doomed? Well, it's be, all these snack foods are doomed because he's going to eat them all. And then later on he goes, McDonald's is doomed, but, but McDonald's is forever because he really likes McDonald's. I'm like, what? The other, the six-year-old wrote a, wrote a heavy metal headbanging song called The Ultimate Hill of the Valley. And it's this deep, epic song. That I'm like, he's only six. I, I, was, I was blowing snot bubbles at six. I don't, I'm writing music with... The ultimate hill of the valley. I'm like, what? I digress. We're not all doomed. Listen, we're people of the word of God. And the word of God is encouraging. The word of God brings hope. It brings truth. It's about love. And it's about forgiveness. And it's about all the plans of God. Paul says, for everything that was written in the past. So he's talking about that big chunk of the Bible was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. We have the Word. be hanging out in it. It will make you an encourager so that we can encourage others. And then the last little bit of that passage is as you see the day approaching. I'll talk quickly about this. And I, I, we, we did a little discussion last week because we read a verse in First Peter that said, the end of all things is near. Remember? And I'm like, couldn't let it go. We really wanted to talk about something later on. Uh, but everything in context. And we sort of have another push to it here as you see the day approaching. What day are they talking about? Well, here's, here's a shift that we need to make a lot of us in our brains because... There's always somebody out there predicting the end of the world. It's been going on for as long as I can remember throughout the course of my life. And every circumstance that happens in the world around us, people are going, here it is. It's, it's the end of the world. Well, a couple of things. We have this thinking about uh, what the apocalypse is. And, it, and even the way that we define the word in English, it generally means the end or the destruction of the world. But in the Bible, the word apocalypse does not mean that. The, the word apocalypse it actually means uh, something being revealed. 
And Revelation is, is, could be called the Apocalypse, and they've changed it to the Revelation. But because when you hear Apocalypse, it's drilled into you, you think it's the end of the world, you think that every Revelation is about the end of the world. And that's not what's going on. If you read Matthew 11, you'll see Jesus uses the word twice as he's revealing to his disciples about who he is and what his mission is. That word is in there. And so when we, when we hear about an end or that we need to make sure we're not having those end of the world sort of thoughts where everything is blown apart or zombie apocalypse or whatever it is that you're into. And that we are thinking of things a little differently because the entire Bible story is not running to this horrific end of the world destruction thing. It's running to Revelation 21. The whole story is moving. God never gave up on plan A, which was to hang out with us on this planet. Never gave up. We changed it. He fixed it at the cross. And Revelation 21 talks about New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven to earth and the earth being renewed, restored, remade. It doesn't get blown apart into smithereens. It's redone. God is here with us the way He's supposed to and always wanted to be. We get resurrected bodies that go on forever to live here. You, you don't need a resurrected body to float off into heaven. That's, that's a temporary situation at best. Everything happens back here on this planet. Plan A is still in effect, and we will dwell with Him as believers forever and ever and ever in perfect bodies in a perfect planet, hanging out with God. That's the day that's approaching. And, yeah, when that's your mindset, you, you can be an encouragement. You've got hope. I, you know, I don't know about you, but I didn't even know that was a story when I, when I found my way in. I was just a mess and, and begged God to help me. And who knew that not only does he do that, but we have, we have this whole other deal going on. That's why we have hope. Jesus is coming back, but it's all good. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. He will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation wholeness, healing, completeness to all those who are waiting for Him. As the day approaches, that's the day. Keep your eyes on Him. Live encouraged. Bless others. People need to know the amazing love of God and His heart for them to be with them forever. Amen? Ministry team, those of you here want to head over the wall. People over there are going to be there to pray for you. Alice, my loved one, you come. Let's pray and then we'll dismiss Papa, you're amazing. (laughs) Thank you for your word that brings encouragement into our lives. And, And that you help us to be encouraged so that we can encourage the world around us. To join with you. To be a part of your family forever. Help us to hang on to this hope that we have and the promises that you've made of this amazing now and forever life that is beyond what we we can even fully imagine and grasp. But we trust you. You're faithful. Your faithfulness surrounds you. You're so faithful. So God, settle us in who you are and in the love you have for us so that we can be an encouragement Just to have a quick word this week, the Lord showed me um, a young person, and you have a call of God on your life to go into full-time ministry, and you haven't really shared that with anybody yet, 
But what he showed me was you need to tell someone about it, but also he's calling you to a people group that are in great pain and you're going to be a blessing in that environment. And if that's you, just hold on to it and tell somebody. Amen. Thank you. This journey starts with Jesus, everyone. It's his story, but he invites us in. The way we respond to the invitation is we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. That's how it starts. If you've never done that, please do it right now. Best decision you will ever make in your life. Everything changes. Holy Spirit comes then. Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? You guys want to do that. The ministry team is over there if you need prayer for anything. Thanks again, church, for being so faithful to your offering, your giving, your tithing, for being generous. We bless you for that. We love partnering with you on this journey. And let's sing doxology. It will rain children and we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. She is cute. Her name's Alice? Good name. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. Thank you for being here. Prayer is over there if you need prayer. These doors are open for you. Head out this way. Looks like a nice day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching online. We love you guys. We love having you as a part. And we, we feel like, we can feel, those of you that are connected, we can feel that. And we're, we bless you in it. Get ready for next week. Uh, I forgot to talk about it. Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Going to talk a little about Barnabas. So get ready for that. Have a great week, everybody. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.